Hi, I'm Derek Thompson. The news cycle these days is absolute madness. Pandemic, inflation, war, crypto, it's too much. That's why my podcast, Plain English, breaks down the news twice a week to be simple, memorable, and when it's appropriate, fun. No blather, no fluff, just the world's most important stories with fresh context and takeaways you'll actually remember. Listen to Plain English free on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Shout out to that guy yes. The Major Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, coming to you from New York City, your forever 24-7 champion and the magnificent host of the WWE 2K launch event, which everyone's talking about, saying one of the great launch events we've ever seen. Amazing. They they say I should get a job at NASA for the launches because I'm launching and launching. Uh, Peter Rosenberg. Joining us in Philadelphia for now, before he is soon to be physically gone, <laughs> yeah. the, vaca- the soon to be vacationing, Stack Guy Greg. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, man. You knew it was a matter of time before I got on another plane to go somewhere. So let's let's well, not that. How long's it been? When was the last? When was the last trip for you? This might have been a few months already. Yeah, L.A. was a little while ago. So I mean, it's it's overdue. This it's is overdue. 
This is her. And you're you're going to uh, Barcelona? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How, how long are you going to Barcelona for? Until Sunday. So I'll be back. I'll be back in the States by by the time we record for next week. Wait, that's a quick trip to Barcelona. It is. It is. But I mean, listen, man. Let I me guess. Let me guess. Up. There was a deal. Uh, no, there wasn't a deal. My, no. Toma's birthday is uh, tomorrow, 316. So he wanted to do Barcelona for his 40th. So we said, fuck it. Let's all go to Barcelona. Wow. Let's make it happen. Very, very so boss move. I'm very, very impressed by this. Um, out, we'll be back. Don't, don't, don't. My, my 40th is probably going to be at a, at a local something or other. Wow. Maybe a Boston okay. market. We'll Boston, see. We'll see. A Boston market, you said? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> we'll All see. right. And joining us from Los Angeles, um, the the physically devastated, um, Brian Dipperstein. Dip, how are you? Yesterday was a really tough day for me, honestly. All right, well, listen, I, all of our audience really knows that you have, you said the only emotion you've shown in a decade was when The Undertaker comes out at WrestleMania. So obviously the passing of your, your all-time favorite? I mean, he's right there. Behind... Behind the Ultimate Warrior, he is my all-time favorite. I would say he's the he's the person that had the most influence on my wrestling existence. Uh, I would say is Scott Hall in general. He's probably my favorite wrestler ever. You know, Ultimate Warrior was my favorite like gimmick and personality. Right. Um, well, and obviously we're talking about the passing of Scott Hall, which became official yesterday evening. Um, he had had surgery. Um, for to repair a hip and had multiple heart attacks during the surgery and he was lost what was 62 years old 63 63 years old um so obviously the world was rocked i'll say one thing i'll start on a positive note i'm sure he'd feel good to see just how big a deal it was i mean it was a big deal yesterday it it rippled it rippled way past the wrestling the traditional wrestling community caring wouldn't you agree sgg I would agree. I, I mean, I saw everybody had every, and it was all the similar thing. There was no negativity about it. Everybody loved Scott Hall. They loved Razor Ramon. He, they loved him since the moment they saw him. You know, people talked about trying to emulate him and and be like him. And um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. He would he would be very happy with just the outpouring of love that he got yesterday because. And, and and well deserved too. I mean, I don't know a single person in their right mind who who wasn't in the Scott Hall. As yeah, it's just from Razor Ramon on. It's it's really interesting, you know, to think about where Scott Hall belongs in the conversation of the all time greats. Because when you think about him, you know, last night I was going to bed and thought, let me watch something that I know he'll be in. And so I went to, there's that little section on Peacock uh, where they have the, like, I forget what they list them as, maybe networks, not network specials, I forget, collections. And I went to the um, Rampage Tour 1992. And that European <laughs> Rampage Tour, the first match is Razor Ramon and The Undertaker. That, that's how it starts in, in 92. And he was brought in to be immediately credible um, and of course, that's the first time I think any of the three of us had any idea who who Scott Hall was. Obviously, yeah. no, not uh, the first time. You already knew of him. I got it. I was first introduced to him. I mean, one of my favorite all time WCW events was um, Halloween Havoc '91, and you had the Chamber of Horrors match, and uh, the you know after Barry Windham. 
got his arm broken in the car by Arn Anderson, mm-hmm. and whatever. They um, brought in the Diamond Stud to replace him in that match. And, it, you know, that was one of the first pay-per-views I ever watched. And I remember that guy coming out as the Diamond Stud and saying, who the hell is this guy? This guy looks like a wrestler. And he's a very cool. And the Diamond Stud was the precursor to, to Razor Ramon. Sure was. Yeah. Wow. So, I yeah, I mean, just, I, a, just a year before. So you got familiar with him just a year before. I mean, keep in mind, by the way, Dipperstein is practically in utero for all of these right. matches. So he's, he's describing he's three, his individual <laughs> thoughts, but he's three years old at one moment. He's four that, years old. That the guy next. looks like a wrestler. I, I have, I have legitimately, <laughs> I have legitimately been into wrestling since I'm three years I old. I know. No, I, I know. Legit. <laughs> I remember being three years old and... And saying and watching the television and watching wrestling and being like, oh, my God, like this is something I'm going to be watching for the rest of this my is life. Great. One this, day I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to one day do a podcast. And then then and then your three year old brain said, what's a podcast? And you said to three year old brain, don't worry, you'll you'll know. Yeah, 100 percent. I was by the way, I'm an only child. So I was talking to myself constantly like, this. of course. So I mean, that, that um, is but that is interesting because I was not familiar with him prior to the vignettes for for Razor Ramon. I didn't know Diamond Stud and the Diamond. Stud I was a big Diamond Stud mark. I can tell. I can tell. SGG, did you did you see the Diamond Stud in WCW or was Razor Ramon the first thing? No, Razor Ramon was the first time I saw him. And like you said, too, those vignettes, it was just oozing machismo was his uh was his catchphrase, but it was true. It was just like the level of cool was unseen before we saw Razor Ramon. That level of cool that he had, and it just it oozed off of him and out of him and and he was just great. Now SGG, are you do you have the toothpick in your mouth in tribute to Razor Ramon or did you just finish a uh T-bone steak? Oh no, this is this is all this is all in tribute to Razor Ramon who has a toothpick in his mouth in the in the wonderful Royal Rumble shirt that you're wearing of course in tribute to Scott Hall. This shirt this shirt right here I got I didn't get this until like a year ago. The first time I ever wore it was when I was on Drink Champs, right? And yep. this is really nerdy inside baseball. But if you see that episode of Drink Champs, um, the one I'm wearing does not have the crew on it. It was the regular shirt, and I just I just procured it. And I wore it one time on Drink Champs and then got the opportunity to trade it. And I there was another shirt I desperately wanted. You remember the multicolored Texas Survivor Series shirt? Yeah, a crazy San Antonio yeah. one, and someone wanted to trade that for that. So I, so Ted tells me, dude, I got another Royal Rumble coming in. Trade yours. I got you, and I traded mine. I got the Survivor Series, and then I got this one, another brand new one from Ted. And this shirt before Razor died was already. This is, it's up there for now. One of the most desired pay per view shirts, and probably because there are. I don't know how many there are with Razor. It could be the only one. I think it is the only one. It's probably the only pay-per-view shirt with Razor boldly on it. That pay-per-view, I used to, I had, my my parents taped it for me in 93. I used to carry it around everywhere I went to every grandparent's house to every, I mean, that was one, Rumble 93 with that match, which is one of my all-time favorite matches. I used to carry around and watch. It's what put me to sleep if I was not sleeping at home. And by the way, it still does to this day. <laughs> it's confirmed. Um, well, let's just be honest. Those vignettes were like who I was when I was six and seven years old. You want me to clear the table for you? Was something that I would just say all the time. 
It was like a part of who I was at the at, at that moment. And I then, would, and then my, would you clear your mom's table by pulling everything onto the floor? Yeah, I would just <laughs> swipe the dinner table right <laughs> up while everyone was eating. No, I mean my mother would give me toothpicks. I mean I was obsessed. That I I used to do the razor's edge on my Ultimate Warrior buddy doll, just off of off of the couch in my living room, on a, on a on an hourly basis. I mean, I was it was Razor Ramon was everything to me. So let's. So, by the way, do you guys ever have moments where uh, you ever have a moment when you get back to back calls from people who are like both rare enough in your life to hear from, even if not rare, they can be common, but like hearing from them simultaneously makes you nervous. Yeah, of course. You know, constantly. I just I just got calls back to back from Nick and Ebro. And it felt weird. It felt like, what's going on here? Is there something happening here? You want to handle your business? No, I'll text them. I, I would get a text. That, that I'm would sure. raise a red flag, though. Right? That would definitely raise a red flag. Ebro doesn't call me on most weekdays. But, but then when he does, it could be so random. But then right after Nick calls you, though? Right. And then I'm like, so I'm thinking, what, what media personality that I hated like released a sex tape, the sex tape of mine that I didn't know existed or something. I mean, <laughs> what happened here? Anyways, so let's for a minute, let's talk about obviously Razor's influence. You know how big he was twice um, bringing that character, which, of course, listen, this is here's the important piece for a lot of people. I think I think I'm having a bit of a revelation. We all know now that. Razor Ramon, the character, is, with all due respect, it's wrestling, we can be honest, a ripoff of the Scarface character, right? Yeah. We all know that, admittedly. that. Admittedly. And, and he knows that, of course. Yeah. But let me be honest. When I loved Razor Ramon, I had no idea what Scarface was. Same. Me too. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought he was we just We all cool. know Razor first. We, of so, course. So it's like. <laughs> yep. So, like, it's it's important to recognize that while that is true, know that if you're younger and you're reliving it and you think, oh, everyone knew Scarface then, Scarface did not become the cultural phenomenon that everyone on Earth had seen, I would say, until maybe, like, 2000, that it had been, like, everyone on Earth had seen Scarface. Well, because of rap, right? I, I wasn't because of rap. To an, I wasn't listening to rap enough to care about Scarface to go and watch it until, yep. like you said, around the 2000s. When Scarface the rapper came out, I didn't know Scarface the movie. When Razor Ramon right. came out, I didn't know Scarface the movie. Scarface the movie has become, um, people would think for Al Pacino, it was as big as The Godfather. It wasn't back then. It was big. It wasn't Godfather big at all. It was all. like a cult, a cult favorite. So, so it's important to know that because when we got the Razor character, you didn't get the feeling you were getting something else. It was actually really great use. You know, we always tease WWE for being late to their cultural pickups and by the way this was late too it was 10 years later it was 10 years later but it still worked it still worked it was beautiful it was a work of art and that that impact was huge and then of course i mean dude him and kevin nash going to wcw it's as important a piece of the entire picture when it comes to the wrestling business changing and exploding it's as big a piece as almost anything yeah and and i have to say too before we get to that that jump to Razor Ramon becoming Scott Hall, like he was so immersed in the character that okay, yes, now I can realize that 
the accent wasn't that great. But when he shows up on WCW and they're like, no, this is Scott Hall. I'm just like, oh, they whitewashing my guy. Like, he, he where's his accent? Like, where are the things? Like, I felt that way too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I, 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 I so bought into the fact that this guy is a Latino male. <laughs> yeah. And oh, that, absolutely. That absolutely. He goes there and they now he's in the South. He can't just be his full Latino self. They, they have to sort of whiteify him a little bit. And then to find out that, no, he is Scott Hall. <laughs> that, that was just him getting to not be a character, but be himself. <laughs> yeah. Blew my mind. It, it, I, it's, it was incredible. I want to reach. I just quickly retell the story that I did on, on my Instagram um, tribute. So I, I was, this was a true story. I was sitting in my, uh, my second grade class. The teacher's name was Mrs. Andreev. I'll never forget this. And everyone's going around the room and we had to say who our hero was. And, you know, most people say their, 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 their dad or some people said like, you know, whatever the baseball player was at the time or, you know, who, you know, Cal Ripken, whatever it was. And I got up and I, I twisted my hair into the thing and I said, you know, Reza Ramo. <laughs> and the whole class, the whole class laughed at me like I was a lunatic. And the teacher was like, like rolled her eyes or whatever. And I just kept saying, I just thinking to myself, like, listen, I love my father very much, but Razor Ramon is Razor Ramon. Yeah. I said Bret Hart. Come on. <laughs> I think I had a similar exercise when I was in second. I said Bret. I was like, my dad's um, great, but he doesn't know the sharpshooter. <laughs> no, no. But And, uh, and, and uh, by the way, did you guys feel like, so I didn't, I didn't experience it in the same way you guys did. Uh, I don't remember my first introduction to Scott Hall in WCW. But to me, it's like when I see the, the, the Scott Hall character, yeah, he doesn't have the Razor accent, but he also didn't lose the, the affect of Razor Ramon altogether either. No, he still had the no. toothpick. Still yeah. had the toothpick. Still, still did a style. lot of the little things the same way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the beauty of it. It was, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful moment. But then on top of that, so you, we've been spending basically all this time talking about him as a character. He was fantastic in ring. And oh. he was like the perfect size of a pro wrestler. He was really big, but he's not a giant. But he was really big. And Six, he could seven. stand there next to The Undertaker and look really credible. Or stand there next to uh, Paul White and, and look credible. He was a really big dude, but he was athletic. Everything he did was sh was sharp. The Razor's Edge is one of the most like kid-emulated and loved finishers of all time. He was awesome. He really did it all. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the fallaway slam which Kevin Owens did last night, but the, the fallaway slam was, was one of my favorite setup moves ever. His working punch is one of the greatest working punches of all time. When I, when I say all the time that Corey Graves has one of the great working punches is because I sort of believe that Corey Graves is emulating Scott Hall's working punch because they're very, very similar. Um, and um, just everything, the toothpick throw, um, his kicks were great. Everything about Razor's moveset screamed accessible yeah but also powerful yeah and and we're talking about it from the perspective of him on the offense and and him hitting those moves but the way he sold moves for guys was also flawless and like you think about his career he didn't win a lot of matches and even his promo stuff like he didn't really change up too much of what he was saying like he went out for i don't know how many weeks and did the survey with wcw 
Are you here to see WCW or here to see NWO? Survey says. Like, he ran that same promo for I don't even know how many weeks. But it was because he was so good that he didn't have to. He didn't He didn't need a lot of moves. He didn't need to win all the time. He just went out there and, and was so beloved that it never hurt him in terms of, you know, where other people feel like they need a streak or they need certain amount of championships and this and that. Scott Hall really was able to just be Scott Hall and be great being Scott Hall. Truly, truly uh, phenomenal. And uh, I got to say kudos to the WWE's tribute last night to Corey Graves' emotional um, lead-in. That was awesome and and choked people up. I was seeing on Twitter, everyone was sort of taken aback by Corey getting choked up. And then I thought they did a beautiful job coming out of the package of letting the crowd chant his name, really gave him the emphasis he deserved. You could tell, and they didn't run the package till later. They were probably still working on it, I'm guessing, and really putting the whole thing together. Um, it was a good package. It's going it to was. be interesting to see what NXT does tonight, which, of course, is, you know, Shawn Michaels has a lead producer role in, and as far as I know, is going to be working tonight, you know? And so, wasn't Scott Hall a coach at NXT for a little while? Did he work with Omos and some of the big guys? Wow. Yeah. NXT? Wow. wow. Yeah. He said the guy that he wants the fate that he would want to get his hands on if he went back in the ring was Omos. So one one thing I, I think that's also important to note about how affected people were by by this is we have all now sadly gotten accustomed to superstars dying too young. However, in this case, he's of a later generation and he is the first of that faction to go. It's actually remarkable when you think about it. Everything we ever see that's a get together of old wrestlers, there's always one or two missing because they're gone. And in the case of the NWO and the click over all these years, they've always all been there. And and now he's yeah. the first one that won't be there. They did both Hall of Fame inductions. You know, that he's always been around. And so I think it hits extra different that like, let's be honest, Hogan. X-Pac and Nash all seem kind, not young, but like they don't seem unwell. We know Hogan's had a million surgeries for his body, but we've never, he's never been in danger as far as anyone knows of losing his life. Um, and that's the thing. Scott Hall wasn't either until like and, two days and, ago. So well, Scott, he had gotten sober. He was so, close to losing his life many times. Right, right. So Scott Hall in his return to sobriety had that's the messed up thing about life, man. He he finally really got it together and seemed like he was living a healthy life. Now, listen, you could tell watching Scott move around, he was not as healthy as the other as the others in the group. I mean, it, he he um he he walked gingerly, you know. He had you a shuffle. Tell, he had a terrible shuffle. You could tell it was hard yeah. for him to get around, but this, you know, it's just so unfortunate. A, a hip and then a heart attack. It's just Really sad. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. Truly, truly an all-time great. He is he is yes. absolutely up there. Um, we'll see next week where he fits on the tiers of Mage. That is exactly right. We will. That's a, He's an interesting one, by the way. And, of course, it's going to be impacted by him passing away this week, too. All of those things, have a, they affect people, the way you view things. So, um, um, SGG, he what else? He's definitively... On my on the Dipperstein Mount Rushmore. Oh, your personal Mount Rushmore. He is on the personal. He he's it's it's him and Warrior definitively. 
perfect number three. And then, you know, four always, always sort of skips around. Uh, How high is but, Razor for you personally, SGG? He's up there. I mean, Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall is definitely top 20 for me. Probably top 15. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's special, man. Uh, SGG, what else is going on? The other big news, um, news item from the week, Big E was injured in his match on Friday. Oh, um, broken neck. Thankfully, will not require any surgery. Um, so hopefully he can rest up and heal the way he needs to heal. And, and we'll see him in the ring again soon if he chooses. Thankfully, no surgery. But yes, he was injured um, during the tag team match with himself and Kofi Kingston against Ridge Holland and Sheamus, accompanied by Butch, which I'm sure we're going to get into later. I know Dip has some thoughts on on Butch. <laughs> I mean, like, we can talk about it right now. Um, I like Pete Dunne very much. I think he's an awesome wrestler, interesting body type, great moveset. Um, you knew ultimately that no one gets a last name um, unless it's a, a gimmick last name. In, in WWE. And so I knew at some point when he had his actual call up that they were going to change his name and it wasn't going to be Pete and it wasn't going to be done. So <laughs> it had to be something. I don't necessarily think the name is horrendous, but it's just another example of like, why do they feel like there is such a separation between, and I, you rebutted this really well the other day, SGG, as far as merchandising and the business of it all, which is likely the case, but it just the idea of the that there's such a separation between NXT and main roster WWE is like so wrong and insulting to the fans. Like it's <laughs> we want to call him Pete Dunne. He's Pete Dunne. Yeah. So it's just insulting to like Pete a Dunn. handful of us, though. It's it's wrong to me and you. But I know does Rosenberg tap into NXT like how we do? Well, I'll <laughs> tell you one thing. I'm not the biggest NXT guy, but I'll tell you one guy I do know. Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> okay. he's been he's been one of the most wrecking bro. I, He's the bruiserweight. Like, you know his nickname. You know his face. Yeah. You know his name. It's been a couple of years now of major impact. Listen, I'm tired of crying over these things because it's just repetitive. Right. That doesn't mean that WWE's right for changing them. But I'm bored of, like, the outrage every time. It's like, okay. Yeah, this I'm bored is of the outrage as well. Yeah, same. Especially because, like, with, with Dewdrop. I did this with Dewdrop. You know what I mean? I did right, this and, no, and Dewdrop really was the worst one. <laughs> Like, listen, Butch will be fine. Butch right. will and, be fine. And that's exactly why I brought up Dewdrop because the name grew on me. She still can work. She still, I still think she's as major as I thought she was before they changed her name to Dewdrop. So this, it's going to be the same thing with Butch, Pete Dunn, whatever you want to call him. He's he's still an excellent worker, an amazing talent, and he's still going places. Whether he goes places under the name Butch, Pete Dunn, or something else entirely. Listen, I still do. I, do I think it's ideal? No, but no, I don't care. That, I don't care that much. Um, it's not so, back, so back to the Big E of it all. But hold on, um, real quick before we go to Big E, Peter, you made a really good point when you were here last week. Um, just that the faction that he is entering, oh, could be made. Yes, could be yes. made, and is sort of like a badass faction. So maybe they use him correctly at the beginning. I, I I just, I don't feel, given his stature, he might be a great wrestler, but given his stature, I don't think that he'll ever, this is my prediction, Dipstradamus, I don't think that he will ever get the push that he truly deserves because Vince will not see him as a as a threat. I, I, I agree. I don't see him being, I could see him being a cruiserweight. I could see him being a, 
I'm sorry, I could see him being US, I could see him being IC, I could see him being a tag champion. I don't know if I ever see him as a singles title guy. I love this spot for him. He he immediately makes but I mean, I haven't found Sheamus and Ridge Holland to be interesting. He immediately he immediately makes it interesting and then being next to Sheamus immediately makes him seem more credible. So it is it's a win for everybody to have them all together. It's a shame that what we'll be talking about, at least at this beginning part, is Ridge Holland's just what's appeared to be an incredible mistake um, in his match last week. Because um, it's hard to see it any other way. Um, none of us are pro wrestlers, but from what I've been told and from what it looks like, there was a mistake there, obviously. And, and Big E, man, almost, let's be honest, almost lost everything. He could have lost everything. Yeah, uh, it, that- it was terrifying. Listen, that's one of those situations where you're you're just thankful that Biggie is a pro wrestler. And I know it's weird to say because he got he got injured in that line of work, but if he had the neck of a mere mortal, say you or me or or anybody who's listening to this show, it turns out way worse. Way yep. worse. Just yep. so like all those years of training and the I don't even know what exercises they do, but one thing I've noticed is that pro wrestlers all have like just strong neck muscles, and that's that's what saved him, and that's what saved it from being uh, much more devastating than it could have been because and he all, landed right on top of his head. And so all all it is is uh, um, uh, two two fractures, no surgery required, out three months. Um, it's it's still it's so. I mean, and I talked to Biggie about this, and he, he he seemed to feel the exact same way. This is just all in all, for all things considered just turned out as as good as possible absolutely thank god yeah thank, thank god. god um it so, could have been truly repug yeah it was a scary scary moment one of the scariest botches of all time i think oh it's up there it's up there um and and as it as it came and and also you know i was in la with dip hanging out as i saw it come up on my timeline that something had happened because SmackDown wasn't airing yet, right? You guys had no, to wait. To no, see we it. were we were we were hanging out, having drinks. We were sitting around, you know, not even near a TV, and it just pops up on my on my Twitter, and it's immediately an incredibly scary situation. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's move on to something potentially good, which is the rumor that Cody is still happening with WWE. (laughs) And and last night, I, I sat by my TV. I went to the Tyler, the Creator concert. I'm age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, he, by he's, the way, he's creating uh, he's, and creating this. Guy. He's creating up a story. Constantly creating something. He, no, by the way, though, he is, he is so mage. Like, his live performance, the set, his actual, I can't believe a guy who makes music that sounds like his. Like, as good, just like r- hardcore rap. I can't believe there's 20,000 people jumping up and down to it. Like for the kid who was doing my birthday concerts for 2000 people, it's, it's crazy. There's creations up a storm by this guy. And, and Dipperstein, you'll love him because he treats me like gold. Anyone who comes to town and invites me to come to their show to see them and treats me like gold. uh, Dipperstein, I know they immediately rise to the top of the list for your artist. He's already a hundred percent on the Mount Rushmore of Rosenberg marks. Yeah. He's a, he is a great, (laughs) I would do anything for him. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. Um, so I, I, I get, I stop by Natalie's place on my way home because she lives near the garden. I pop in. I'm like, oh, turn on, turn on Raw. Let's watch the end of Raw. And it's Seth versus KO with a Fakakta stipulation. Fakakta step confirmed. Did you catch the, Fak- the setup to this match at all? I, 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 I saw the, 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 the package replay and the little. I saw the promo earlier. Okay. Well, okay. So, but in, okay, real quick. So that first promo. You know how much canned applause and, and, and crowd BS that they use. Was that Cody chant? A, was, was that a canned Cody chant? Because Doubt it didn't it. sound natural. Doubt it. But it didn't sound natural to you? No, it did not. And it immediately went away. <laughs> I think they might have went to commercial break. But it, it's, it, was a, it didn't sound like, a, like the crowd would sound these days. Am I wrong? I, I, didn't, I, was, I was out and about. I didn't hear it well enough to know. Canned confirmed. You think it's a canned Cody chant? I'm thinking canned confirmed. Confirmed. By the canned. way, that's a huge take. If if you believe that's true, that means he's 100% back. It's confirmed. It's I know. Done. It's- I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking can. So the a stip, the, the stip was, the stip was, if Seth beats KO, what, so he, he gets, he replaces KO? Yeah, so in, he gets like the, the talk show with, with Stone Cold. I know, it was this terrible step. I didn't even make sense. So the only I thing... I was almost rooting for Seth, though, because let's be honest. Freaking Speaking is a great name for a talk show. I know it was a throwaway <laughs> line, but I, I want to see that first episode of Freaking Speaking. Freaking freaking Speaking is very funny. but I like Freaking Speaking. I'm so, down for Freaking Speaking. So the match ends. I, I'm like, okay, boom. Seth is going to lose. He loses. And now they're just going to give us a standard basic. Seth is sitting in the ring, looking around, rubbing his head, angry, upset. Crowd gets quiet. He doesn't. And then all of a sudden you hear a sound and you see a Cody uh, Titantron pop up and Cody is there and we are off to the races. That's what I thought. I was I was. And by the way, it wouldn't have made that much sense. And I wouldn't have cared. I was ready. I was (laughs) ready. Same. And it just went off the air. <laughs> I was like, no, no it, we're two we weeks a, away. We get another episode of Chicago Fire or, or Man. No, no, it was Temptation Island, your favorite. 
Oh no, we got the Temptation Island commercial. You're right, but then after that, it was Chicago Med. Oh right, I mean, come on, y'all. Like I, <laughs> so I, I think it's you know still, what else I made me buy happening. it too. What else, what else made me think that it was going to happen was on commentary they kept saying nightmare. Everything was a nightmare. Oh, Seth Rollins nightmare, and then, and then Seth Rollins leaning into his I'm a revolutionary shtick, which he's been doing for months. But I somehow convinced myself that this was Cody related now. So I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely showing up. I think it's happening. I can smell it. There's no oh, way Seth Rollins has the night off in WrestleMania. There's no way no. he's not getting the weekend off. No, it's going to be this. It's going to be Seth and Cody. I, I guess I'm just questioning. So if they do it next week, it'll be the 21st. So they could do it next week and have one more Raw leading up to it. Which is I would fine. have loved. I would have loved for them to do it last night, so they'd have two full episodes of Raw and kind of give it enough time to have it be something. Yeah, or, or, or I think they're gonna. I think that the big Mania surprise this year is going to be Cody. I think Cody comes out at Mania. That's my prediction. I think. Yeah, they, and I, there I, won't be anything before that. Okay, I they think drag Dip is it. Right. They drag it one more week of like really referencing it, so that people are really speculating, and there's a lot of hype, and it ups the pay-per-view buys, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get it at Mania like we did, you know, like the Hardys a couple of years ago. I'm leaning towards thinking that dip is right because I think about The Undertaker, right? A few years ago, The Undertaker and John Cena thing, they dragged that out till the night of the show. We all knew it was going to happen, but we got no confirmation on any of the Raws and Smackdowns leading up to it. And then night of... We get the the silly streak match where John Cena hops out of his seat and then runs to go change. But I think they do that again. I think they drag this out all the way to WrestleMania, like Dip says, and and Cody's the big WrestleMania surprise. I think I, yeah. I think that I think that makes sense, and that is probably at this point that's where we're going. It's it's too believe, close. I can't believe Cody's going to be back in WWE. What's wrong with this guy? Well, I that's can. why it's, that's why it would be exciting. I know it's just it's. They all it's, come it's back. It's crazy, dude. They all come back. What I can't believe is that they're always all welcome back because people get out of WWE and start going reckless, like almost scorched earth. And then it's like, <laughs> come on in. There's no more you. scorched earth than starting a competing wrestling company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, come on in. We missed you. We'll be glad to have you. How's the dog? <laughs> like, I'm sure it's Miss I'm sure it's Miss Um. Guys, what else? What else was there? Uh, I'm trying to remember back because Dip, you and I, oh, um, Pat McAfee jumped on top of Austin Theory. We people found out that Pat has hands excited. and feet. I got to say, I'm, I'm I'm very into Austin Theory. He's like, he's he's my guy right now. He's one of my guys. No, well, and 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 that's all we have though so far. There hasn't been any more of an indicator of how Vince would be involved. Correct? No, I think Vince is now no longer involved. Austin Theory alleged. That uh, Vince went on Pat McAfee's show, set him up um, to have this confrontation with Austin Theory. We've got no confirmation of that from Vince. I don't even think we've seen Vince with Austin Theory after that. It's just been I know. Austin Theory I think you're right. His own I think I think what we get reckless. if we're if we're lucky. I think what we get is a um, McMahon screws McAfee in the match. Maybe comes down the ramp, does the walk you know, screws him out of out of the match and, and maybe raises Austin Theory's hand or something. I think we get Vince in some context in that match in the ring. I could see that. I yeah. could see that. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Part of me just thinks that it'll be a setup to like 
what we're th- we would think the normal thing to think would be the setup here is to further Austin theory. Yeah. I could see a world in which they just have a match and Pat wins and stands victorious at WrestleMania. And that's hyped up forever as Pat McAfee wins at WrestleMania. Could happen. Now, why on earth you would do that for a commentator and not a guy who you're trying to be make a superstar? I'm not sure. But we'll let, I, let, let's see where it goes. Because so far, we all thought that this was going to have a serious Vince McMahon involvement. And to Greg's point, he's disappeared since the, since the interview a couple weeks ago. So we have no yeah. idea. And honestly, too, uh, now you're making me think that Austin Theory could lose because he's the heel, so he doesn't really need to win. It's probably even better for him to lose and then become even more dastardly and more heelish. And then love dastard. I love dastardly. Thank you. And then Pat McAfee and, and Michael Cole can say that they're they're the only duo in commentary who left the desk to win matches at WrestleMania. Great point. Imagine how insufferable <laughs> that will be in the months and years uh, to come. I know, whereas it's very funny if Cole would always have over McAfee that he's 1-0 and at WrestleMania and McAfee's 0-1. Yeah. That would be very funny. Um, anything else coming out of the two shows w- with regard to Mania in terms of any any major... Edge is, I mean, Edge is another level of evil that we haven't seen yet, and I'm I'm very intrigued. The blue light with no music last week was pretty mage, but now he's got the blue light and new music and he's he's like uh he's like a maniac he's it's what's it's, what was his new music it was just a completely different it was like i think it was the same saw the same band who did the last one alter, alter bridge. bridge yeah yeah so it's another alter bridge song i think it, the name of it was the other side you, or something like that what did i but say last week great. what did i say last week the the most baby face thing about edge is his entrance so they they must have heard Cheap Pete last week and changed. Probably. Cost. It's what a great your, call. What are your <laughs> thoughts? What are your T's, dude? By, by the way, my T's are. Yeah, Potential. Potential. Because you're right. You do have to get rid of the. You have to get rid of the. On this day. I see clearly. It's so baby. It's, <laughs> it's all gone, though. You think you know me is gone. You think like, you know me is gone? There's no pyro. It's literally just the blue light. We thought we knew him. Edge to the, we exactly. Don't we didn't know him, know him at all. all. We never knew him. So, we don't know so that, him. But that we don't is know Mage. Who he is. I, you know, it's Edge is just, of course, being Mage and doing everything to get AJ over as the babyface. And like I said, I sort of think AJ needs that help because even though AJ is an all-time great to me, I absolutely love him. Being over straight up as just the good guy babyface is a weird fit for him. So I think that Edge doing this really makes AJ more cheerable at WrestleMania. I have a question. Go ahead. Is, is WrestleMania going to be Mage this year? I'm I'm like smelling like like Mageness. Really? Yeah. I am too. I think something could be going on. I think now, there's a lot of something. Now, granted, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey could be a little bit more Mage. I mean, uh-huh. if if they want to make that match hot, they got to make it a parking lot brawl. Because so far. Charlotte is undefeated against Ronda Rousey in the parking lot. She kicked her face in a couple of mm. years ago when she was handcuffed. She beat her down this this past week on SmackDown. Just I'm put just, them in a parking lot and let them have a parking lot brawl. That's a, that's, by the way, that's the a match great has idea. no heat. The match has no I, heat. I, I, the, listen, I had a dream last night. They added someone and made it a triple threat. And I was like, yes, that's so great. They needed to <laughs> yeah. do something. Don't, don't ask how big a loser I am that I have dreams about changing WrestleMania matches to make WrestleMania <laughs> more mage. But here's what we have quickly. 
Night one, Charlotte Ronda, we agree, needs a bit more. Yep. It's the call. It's called. It's Carbone in the meat truck. It's called as an ice. <laughs> Becky versus Bianca, which will be mage, but also could use more. Let's just be honest. I mean, after I Monday, I don't know, man. I didn't see Monday yet. Was see? Monday mage? Monday was mage. I didn't love it. Monday I didn't was love mage. It. What was well, mage? I'll, 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 I'll see. Mage Jace. What happened? What happened? Just give me the quick synopsis. So we know that Bianca whipped Becky Lynch last time they were in the ring together. And then, you know, last week she allegedly hurt Becky Lynch's throat doing the KOD at a live show. So this week um, Becky came out and used a chair to, to damage Bianca's throat in like one of the most violent ways possible. She just she wrapped the chair around her head and then grabbed her by the braid and it was used violent. the braid to whip Bianca. Oh, oh, oh. And pulled her. I, I saw a picture of that. Right. Yeah. And then Bianca's now her throat is messed up and Sa- Savage Steamboat. Do you think do you think Bianca will cut a promo like Steamboat going, I will fight you, Becky Lynch? <laughs> she has to. She has to, man. She take the week off and then the Monday right before at the go home show have her finally speak and then they're off to the races. That is truly one of the most mage let me see. do you think it's on YouTube? It should be. What what what's the best search term here? Ricky Steamboat accepts randy savage i mean it's a long search term but i'll do ricky steamboat voice yep here it is here it is oh my god the picture <laughs> that comes up is so mage hold on a <laughs> the picture that comes up on youtube suffered a devastating injury to his larynx and was removed from the arena on a stretcher world wrestling federation cameras were on hand as ricky steamboat consulted with a speech pathologist to do now is to increase the strength of your vocal cords i'd like you to say this vowel after me E. Okay, now you're trying, but I want it to be more crisp. E. Obviously, Ricky Steamboat is physically on the mend. The question now is will the speech return? He's getting he's getting angry. He's getting angry and slamming the table. Hold on, let's try again. Ricky Steamboat accepts Savage, right? Yeah. Let's see if that. Oh, God. This is so good. This is real storytelling, SGG. Take note. Yeah, this, that's exactly what this is. This is them digging in. Anyways, I hope they do the, I hope they do the same thing. They need I, more I, of those news, that. like Mean Gene news scenes. Uh, like. the, news, the news is so mage. I, 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 these, these are the things I adore. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Let's go back to the card briefly, as I did not get the clip that I wanted, which is sad, but we must continue on. We have Charlotte Ronda needs a little help. Becky, Bianca, we we have different feelings, but I think still is building. The Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul is going to be just fine. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. I mean, it's a uh, it's it's kickoff show. Uh, Jace, I, I think confirmed. So. I, th- I, I think, think it S. could be Mage though. I think it could be Mage. Well, how is this going to be Mage? SGG because they're leaning into like you said, they're leaning into the storytelling of it, right? That. Nobody's kicked out of uh, Baron Corbin's finisher ever. That Happy Corbin is like he's been undefeated since he's won 
you know, his little bit of bread and, and it became rich again. So I think they're going to use that to sort of get Drew over as possibly the person who breaks that undefeated streak and kicks out of that finisher and then wins the match at WrestleMania. Wins what would be an entertaining match because we both know that they can go from bell to bell. All right, so we have one person who will be excited for this match. Um, but we'll see if others join. Um, I, I I could actually see it being kickoff show. We'll see. Um, and and by the way, Drew McIntyre and Happy and 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 Baron Corbin can obviously both wrestle. So yes, they could have a good match. Yeah. Mage, I would say, is a, a stretch. But I think the me. match could be made. That's why I say it like, could be an enjoyable match. Listen, last year there was what was the match that surprised us last year? Was it Sheamus? It was the bad bunny match that everybody was like well, well let's bad just bunny, try to get but, past this and it turned out to be like a mage match um the the usos versus shinsuke and rick boogs boogs i know um Wait, I hate, what? by the way can i tell you that's not this name, year is it hate the name rick boogs me too is that's not happening this year is it, it is. it's all it's it's already listed wait it usos is they issued, they issued a challenge and then they accepted I, that I, is the the that. Usos match at WrestleMania is versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. Dip thoughts. I, I would say Oiga Valtenhamel. Yep, that's what I figured you'd yeah. say. SGG, what do you think? I don't. I don't think this sounds Usos worthy based on the last year or two they've had. I don't think it does either. But then I look at the other tag teams on SmackDown, and I don't think that any of them are, are Usos worthy right now. All the Usos worthy tag teams are on Raw. I should have found a way to move someone over. Put put people together. People need a WrestleMania date. All right, night two, we have uh, Brock and Roman, which will be highest levels. Um, doesn't need anything, in my opinion. It's just fine. We have Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha and Naomi versus Rhea and Liv, who are clearly going to be a thing now. I, I could see Rhea and Liv winning the titles. I, I could see any... yeah. I predict Rhea and Liv. I could see, like you said, you were about to say, and I agree. I could see any combination of of those women winning the championships, and I think it, I think it'll be fine. I, but, but I'm leaning Rhea and Liv also. Believe it or but not. it is, it is. Listen, I understand people w- would want to complain about this because, like, you're just throwing women together in tag teams that aren't really tag teams to have a match. Um, but like I said, I would have done the same thing for the men's SmackDown tag match because. I would rather have a multi-team match with random fun teams than one tag team that I don't really care about. But they can't you know? do that because it looks like they're going that way for the Raw tag team match. So now you have the women's tag team match that's a multi-team and the Raw and the SmackDown. It gets a little bit much. That's it, a lot. It, it, it sort of exposes how much of a joke the tag team division is where it's like, this is the best we can do. Everybody get together for yep. all the matches, for all the belts. <laughs> Then we have Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, which will be fun. Mage. McAfee versus Austin Theory. Um, and Edge versus AJ. I'll tell you this. Right now, night two is really crushing night one. Yeah. I mean, night one needs something. I I, I Wait, where's the, where's the KO show? We don't know yet. Isn't that on night we one? We don't know. Isn't that night one? I think it's night one. It was and yes, Peter Rosenberg. What are your thoughts? Say it again. I think night one needs Peter Rosenberg. That would be mage. I'll be on both nights confirmed. Um, it is WrestleMania Saturday. KO show. So okay. they do have Austin. So that is big. Let's not. So WrestleMania Saturday has Austin on the KO show. So there, there's something there. I don't. So this the question dip asked was 
Is WrestleMania going to be mage? Is something going on? I would say after going through and reading the Wikipedia page for it, the verdict is out. I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I mean, this idea that it has to be so mage from top to bottom is is new criteria for WrestleMania. I think that sat both nights, they have something going on, something big. I mean, we get Austin on one of those nights. You got the Brock Roman match on another night. There's Edge and AJ. Johnny Knoxville is certainly going to be very fun. There's something going on. There, there's something. No, listen, it, listen. It, I, I always think WrestleMania delivers at the time. Like it, it will be an enjoyable night. Both nights. Um, will it be the most stupendous two night WrestleMania of all time? Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Well, I think it will we'll be see. because there's only two other two night WrestleManias so far. <laughs> so it's True. gonna be better than both of those. Well, no, it, it was gonna be better than the first one. <laughs> Will it true. be better than last year's? Last year's was good. Last year's didn't have the title for title Brock Roman, though. Last year just had Roman stacking up Daniel Bryan and, and Edge and <laughs> like little children. Um, Peter. La- last year, hold on. Last year, though, just real quick, night by night. Let's just be realistic for a second. Let's all be honest and fair. Uh, night one, Lashley drew Mage. the Natalia and Tamina um, tag match. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Well, I'm not going to do my cousin like that. You're not going to do my cousin Natalia like that. It was a tag team turmoil match. It was fine. Um, Oh, yeah. Cesaro, Seth, the AJ and Omos debut. The Omos debut was fine. The Omos debut was mage, though. Was mage. Um, Braun and Shane was fine. Bad Bunny was mage. Bianca, Sasha was mage. Yeah. Next night, Randy and the Fiend was whatever. Um, Naya and Shayna against Natalia and Tamino was whatever. KO and Sammy, whatever, with the Logan Paul of it all. Sheamus and Riddle was the bonus surprise match that was dope. Yeah. Apollo and Big E was cool. Rhea and Asuka was solid. And Roman was solid. You know what? You're right. It, it, this this should be more mage than that. Yeah. But and when looking at and looking at it now, now, I don't think that means it's we're stacking it up in as the best manias of all time, but it it has potential. But listen, it's going to be the best two night mania of all time. Let's just—it will be the best two night mania of all time. Although thirty six, if it wasn't inside at the performance center, yeah, would thirty six be better than both? Yes, because that you had that ladder match the, for the tag team titles. It was um, oh yeah, that was crazy. So so thirty six was Cesaro versus uh, Drew Gulak. God, that seems like a lifetime ago. Alexa and Nikki over the Kabuki Warriors. Elias and Corbin. Wow, this seems like a different, like just a completely different life. Oh, this guy has kiss at WrestleMania 36. I mean, right. Becky, Becky beat Shayna. Um, Sammy and Shinsuke beat Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, Sammy with Cesaro and Shinsuke over Daniel Bryan. John Morrison defeated Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston in the dope ladder match. KO defeated Seth Mage. Braun Strowman over Goldberg. The Undertaker match, which I loved. I was a big Boneyard guy. Same. Night two, Liv over Natalya. Charlotte Rhea was very good. Um, Alistair beat Lashley. Wow, what a difference. And Charlotte Rhea, too, for the NXT Championship, which adds another layer because like that could have been a takeover match it happened at wrestlemania um edge beats randy that was uh people thought it was too long but it was damn good 
Street Profits over Garza and Theory. Bailey beat uh, Sasha, Lacey, Naomi, and Tamina. Bray over Cena. Drew over Brock. And then Drew over Big Show, kind of. Drew over, <laughs> Drew over Big Show wouldn't have happened, but Drew over Brock would have been mage in front of the crowd. Like he yes. he had Claymore Brock a couple of times in front of crowds um but prior to that and they ate it up every time. So for him to get the championship on top of that, it would have been it would have been incredible for him. Hey um Okay. Gotta uh, gotta ask the crowd here. Go ahead. Um would you like to come uh with me to WrestleCon? <laughs> This is important. Are you have you have you been spending the last ten minutes looking at the WrestleCon website? <laughs> I know it. When is it? By the way, I disliked WrestleMania thirty six a lot. So in in the Thunderdome, so or whatever, wherever it was. I mean, most it wasn't even the, it was in the Performance Center. Yeah, it was pre Thunderdome. So you know, it is what it is. But what about my Dapper Dan suit? Highest loves, mage, yeah, of course, chatter. Uh, um. um well, WrestleCon. We have to go over the. We, we maybe we can do it next week or the week after, but we have to go over the list for WrestleCon. Of course, everyone looks forward to it every year. I think it's too late today. Um, maybe it's next week. Uh, well, next week's Tears of Mage. Maybe we do that and Tears of Mage next week. That would be All Mage. Right. That would be double Mage. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll do the WrestleCon breakdown, followed by the Tears of Mage. You know, I I met Warlord. Like six years ago at WrestleCon, I wonder if he remembers me. He has to. He oh, must. absolutely. He must. Yeah, he has to. I'm gonna this honestly this year. I'm going to talk to Warlord and Barbarian because they're gonna be there, and I'm going to say to them, I'm gonna talk to whoever they're with, whoever their guy is there, or I'll talk to them directly and say, listen, you're my favorite tag team. I want to fly you guys out to Dipper Lago. I'll put you up here. Uh, I have a <laughs> a palatial estate. If- I wonder if Warlord and Barbarian could both fit in my guest room. Probably not. Um, <laughs> Probably not. But um, it's, some, it's something to work on, though. It's something to work on because I think we owe it to the cheap universe. Now that COVID is waning and, and you know, we might be able to really get back to normal life. I think it's time to set the stakes for the cheap universe and figure out a way to to, you know, watch Rumble 1990 with the powers of pain. What are your thoughts? I I think it would be really cool to have an event like that. Um, I will say there are rumblings of an event of some sort of live event of some sort at WrestleMania this year. I am still waiting for what this would be, but reportedly that could be happening before we get to Dip's house and Warlord and Barbarian. There's a chance that that there's something happening. We're, We're all going. Everyone's going. Um, so I'm being told something's going down. We'll get you information ASAP. There's something going the mean- on. There's nothing going on. In the meantime, mail. Uh, let me, let's burn through a few here. I'm long overdue. Um, Jason says, greetings, Mr. Pete, Mr. Statman, Mr. Dip. What the bleep is WWE doing with Pete Dunn? Butch, as if fans don't watch both shows. Why do they refuse to acknowledge us as people with functional brains? Why can't characters transfer to the main roster? His look can change. That's okay. But his name doesn't have to. Dumb, stupid, and pointless. You guys do great work. Stay mage. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already addressed that. So but we all wanted to let someone. Uh, Frank says, 
the storyline has to be Cody, right? The Seth storyline has to be Cody, right? Email subject says it all. Love the show. Keep doing what you do. Stay major. Enjoy yourself, Frank. We we all think so. I do. We all do think so. I mean, yeah, I, we, we believe. I'd be so case. disappointed if it's if they circle back to Shane and he's back in their good graces and it's him. But I, I'm thinking Cody. Um. All right. Mail. Darnell says, "What's up, Pete? SUG and Dip. Thinking about how they should book KO and Stone Cold, and I think book KO strong. He doesn't lose another match. Probably have some KO shows where he beats people up. Maybe then keep having him say." Austin is old and doesn't want to wrestle or anything like that. And at Mania, have KO come out, get booed, and make the crowd wait and wait. And the glass breaks, and Austin comes out in full gear, black tights, vest, boots, knee brace, ready to fight and throw KO off. Um, I like the idea of like yeah, him saying, I know you want to come on my show, but you're scared to actually wrestle. And then Austin comes out ready to wrestle. Of course, that would be. I, that's what we're looking levels. for here. Highest levels. Highest levels. Um, Adam wrote us last week mail and said Regal criticized Shivoni. Did you pop Shivoni Shivoni? <laughs> I just read it straight through like I don't know his name. Uh, did you guys notice Regal's dig at Shivani? Yes, I did. Um, He's his not finding a tailor in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Figure you'd appreciate that more than most. <laughs> Long overdue. Long. Somebody had to finally tell him. Also, guys, and he mentioned it here and we haven't mentioned it yet. He, um, he continued. Adam continues. Also having Jeff Hardy return with Sting uh, and Darby um, has some intrigue. Could they go the direction of Darby wanting to support the Hardys in this battle with the Andrade family office while Sting says, no, Darby, you can't trust these guys. He will let you down, etc." Going back to the um, relationship in TNA between Sting and Jeff Hardy. I don't know. Um, I don't see the connection there, but I do. I'm intrigued by Darby Allen and the Hardy boys. It's a, it's a great fit for him, honestly. It really is. I don't know, man. The heart, look, how was I, I? I didn't watch last week yet. How was the Jeff Hardy debut? Was it Mage? It was people, nice to see it. Pop for I, it. I it. But here, here's the deal. The Hardys don't look like the Hardys. I mean, they're, they're great guys. And we love Jeff Hardy, specifically. But Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, these are, these are the, Hardy, the Hardy men. I mean. The Hardys don't look like the Hardys because one Hardy is not Hardy level. Let's just be honest. Well, they just they just look like the Hardy. They're starting to look like the Hardy Alta Cockers. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, I, you know, I love to see it. <laughs> what, what, what the, the, for people who have never heard the word you just said, try to say it again, please. Alta Cockers. Alta Cockers, <laughs> meaning old as dirt. It mean, just meaning old. Yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically as dirt, though. I think, yeah, I think actually as dirt is, is, is I mean, Elder Cockers. Let me think of how that sounds. Mail. Steven writes us and says, hola, Pete, Greg, and Dip. The biggest artist in the world has three shows in Miami the weekend of Mania, so Bad Bunny will not be in Dallas. Oh. <laughs> For what it's worth, I think you three really under, undersell how big of a get he is for WWE. I get it. You don't speak Spanish, listen to his music, but I'm not exaggerating saying he's the biggest. Bro, we know. Is he listening, know is he listening to the right podcast? Steven, we're the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year when people were criticizing Bad Bunny for even having the nerve to show up to WWE, we were the one podcast that consistently told people how Meiji is not just as a Latin artist, but as an artist, period. And we've been, we've been waving the flag for him 
prior to Mania, after Mania, when he popped up at Rumble even again? I mean, listen, I'm not SGG. I'm not throwing on a Bad Bunny shirt and going to Bad Bunny Con over the weekend, but he's absolutely an A-list, gigantic yeah, star. And we've always said that. I, I mean, was looking they, forward to potentially we've never, sharing we've Steve, never said anything else. Steve, Steve, let us know who you meant to send that email to Will Forward. Steven, we love you. Steven, we love you. And stop yourself. We'll, we'll forward that email to whoever you meant to send it to, but that couldn't have been for us. There's no way. It was That was for Dave Meltzer. It had to be. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> make sure it gets to Dave. I made a funny carrot joke. You didn't even you didn't even. I didn't hear. It. Go ahead. Say it again. I said I was looking forward to sharing a bag of carrots with him this year. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And by the way, Stephen also added, "You probably need a Latino perspective on the Cheap Heat uh, podcast to really understand." And I'm willing to volunteer my services. For what it's worth, I'm a great guy and never lost a jury trial in my career, so I can cut a mean promo. Alternatively, I could challenge Dip to a match with the stip of his choosing for the coveted spot. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. <laughs> wow, he's calling out this guy, this Stephen. <laughs> he coming for you, Stephen. Stephen, I'm sure you're a great guy and a great lawyer, but you literally made up a case here that is just not real. Okay, I mean, no, we do not have a Latino member of the show. That is a fact. However, we certainly are aware of the mageness of. Bad money. But listen, I mean, shout out to Steven for understanding pro wrestling. Like he he made up a storyline and set it up so that he, he could did. win. <laughs> and now, well, and now he's podcast. undefeated. At least now he's undefeated do. against us. <laughs> um All right, let's see. Mail. Luke writes us and says It's a cheap heat with sweet Pete plus stat guy Greg. You got dip dropping knowledge like Hogan dropped the leg. Oh, he Whew. came with a rhyme. Wow, there's Boss. something going on with this guy. Yo, fellas, I'm pretty hyped for Mania, but I had to bust a quick bar to express my excitement. <laughs> this is the greatest time of the wrestling year heading into, and then he quotes directly from Wikipedia. The most stupendous tune. No, is that not what it says? I don't know what I don't know what he's trying to say. This is the greatest time of the wrestling year heading into. I don't I don't I don't know what he means there. I'm, I'm not bright. He says, I think they've put together what looks like a really good show. I'll focus on the Austin of it all and say this. I think WWE is purposely under Okay. I think WWE is purposely underselling it right now with the idea being to overdeliver come showtime. I think Austin is capable of having a match. The real question is can he take a few bumps and sell for KO? If not, it's basically what we've gotten from him every other time he's been back. I think what is probably the top issue they need to figure out and will help determine whether we get a talk show segment, an actual match, or something like The Rock versus Eric Rowan from WrestleMania 32. Either way, enjoy yourself, stay mage, and take it easy, man. Luke. Thank you, Luke. And that, by the way, that is that is precisely what I don't want. The Rock, Eric Rowan. It, that is precisely yeah. what I don't want. Uh, this is important, guys. Mail. Nick writes us and says, the greatest ever 24-7 champ, SGG and the Magent. Thanks for all the hours of content you've provided me with over the years. I've been a huge fan of the show since the pre-SGG days when I had to listen to the podcast via the ESPN app. Just wanted to say how jealous I am when you guys mention your JWO chat group. I'm Jewish, and I'd like to think I'm hashtag with a life. I have a wife and kid and a group of friends. However, none of my friends watch wrestling. Oh, I bet none of them even know who Roman Reigns is. Oh, oh my Because God. of this, I have zero people to talk to about wrestling, oh. literally. I don't have a single person to talk to about it. Oh, no. It's very frustrating when something big happens and I don't have anyone to talk to. So whenever you guys talk about the JWO group, 
I just want to let you know that you have a very jealous person over here. Jews talking wrestling. That's the one thing that is missing from my life. Especially because I have no one in my personal life to talk to. I almost feel like the members of the podcast are some of my best friends. Oh, my so God. Thanks for, we love you. So thanks for everything. P.S. My son's middle name is Edge because the rated R superstar has always been my favorite. I know you guys won't like this, but we have another kid on the way. Boy or girl, his middle name is going to be Cole. Parentheses. Bebe. The middle name is going to be Cole. Wow. What's this guy's name? Nick. Oh, man. The Nick Jew of the Sench, this guy. Well, he's a great guy. You're a great guy, and, Nick. And you know what this means? We really just... I, SGG would have to I have to talk to some people about how we do it. We need that We just Discord. have to start a, we need, a Discord. We need Discord. So let's just do that. Let's just set up a cheap heat Discord. What, what is that again? A Discord's <laughs> a message board. I know, I know. No, no, you don't. I know. I know um, what a Discord is. Okay. <laughs> no, what it is. I know what a Discord is. All right. I know what it is. A Jace. You know what it is. A Jace. Thank you. So we we but we need to set that up because if if we had the Discord, it, it really can feel like a version of the JWO group chat because like what happens when you have a Discord, hundreds of people will join it to start, but then only like fifty people will use it. And they become the regulars, and you have a little uh, community, a nice, some people to be friends. Yeah, and then we can say, Nick, we read your email. Thank you. We love, we love you so much. Right. To and by us. the way, speak, speaking of which, uh, of listeners to the show, I got to give a shout out to our friend who's a. By the way, this guy's a huge fan of the podcast and a huge fan of Dip specifically. The great Ariel Helwani, who listens like every week and is such a big supporter of the podcast. Um, um, I can't wait to meet him. He seems like a great guy. Yeah, same. He does seem like that. a. He does seem like a great guy. By the way, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Who's up first? I'm gonna take it away, and I'm gonna throw it to Queen Charmel. All hail the Queen. She was announced as the latest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I think deservedly so, because as much as we love King Booker, that per- Booker. King Booker, that persona would not have been the same without a queen by his side. And she played her role as Queen Charmel perfectly. And I know that's not the only reason she went in. Um, she has contributions as a as a nitro girl, and she even trained, and she's she helps Booker run a promotion, um, Reality of Wrestling down in in Houston, I believe, is where they where they're located. So, she she has been making contributions to the professional wrestling industry, but just as King Booker has taken his rightful place in the throne and the WWE Hall of Fame, Queen Charmel should join him, and she will. And so I'm giving it to her. Um. Happy for her, her, her placement in the hall of fame. Um, I'm, I'm listen, I'm, I'm fine with it. She was a, she's talented and she definitely enhanced the book, her character hard for me to accept her being in when miss Elizabeth is not in yet. That is a, like for someone who basically played a straight up, they played a straight up similar role. (laughs) I mean, miss Elizabeth, the most iconic of all time. I don't know what is going on with that. Um, so I don't know if that's a family thing where they're, they're not interested or I, I don't know because otherwise it doesn't make sense to me. But either way, congratulations to Queen Charmel. Um, Dipperson? 
I got to give it up to Montez Ford this week who um, had uh, a singles match. And I'm hoping, you know, they, they see the potential. And this is the first of many singles matches forever. Um, <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> I am very ready for the Montez Ford. <laughs> first of many singles matches. Street Profit breakup. Montez Ford shoot to the moon. Title run push of the highest level. He is a gargant star. And uh, shout out to Montez. See you in Dallas. I'm going to give it to um, to Big E. You know, just absolutely one of the greatest humans on planet Earth. And just the, the superstar that I'm thinking about most this week. Um, such a scary moment, man. And man, also, you just got to give props. The guy has literally kept himself in such incredible shape that he saved his own life. Yeah. I mean... Let's just be honest yep. about it. Like, he is that strong. It's not a coincidence that it turned out to sort of be the best case scenario, given how bad it was. He earned that. He worked to make himself that way. I know. I feel like if I was, if I landed on my head, I, I would just turn to dust. No, no oh, same. the exact same thing happens to dip. Your head, it just explodes. <laughs> like Mars attacks. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your head. <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. So, Shout so, out um, to Big E. My God. Thank the Lord. I'm going to give it to the great Big E. Next week, guys, it is a big time. It is the Tears of Mage and now special bonus WrestleCon talent breakdown. So that is all coming your way next week. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. I know it's a special early start time this week. We haven't had a special start time before. (laughs) Special start time because the uh, Stack Guy Greg has to physically travel. Um, so thank you guys for rocking with us tonight. Don't forget to look for a masked man show come Thursday and next week, the tears of mage. Oh, oh, I'm getting emotional. I got to give a, I got to give a final, um, a final word and a shout out, uh, happy birthday to the greatest heel in wrestling, potentially the greatest heel of all time. Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, happy 26th birthday, buddy. Oh, it's his birthday. Oh, confirmed. Happy birthday. Yes. Oh, happy birthday, MJF. You, by the way, did you already just call him the greatest heel of all time? I did. I said it. Wow. The words oh, were spoken. Is, uh, a lot, a lot of, sh- uh, I, by the way, gets me very excited for his performance tomorrow night. It's, Let's it's see what happens. He was stone. off TV last week. Climb up, grab it from the burning bush. The greatest heel <laughs> of all time. Um, happy birthday to the great Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And everyone, stay mage this week. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. For all of your emails, questions, thoughts, and concern, we'll see you for the Tears of Mage next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the... Oh, wow. Wow. Rest in peace, Razor. Oh, and and, and take it easy. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, that's right. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.